Hello, welcome to the Thursday edition of Eric's America. And it has been an exciting week. Um, I couldn't watch all of it, honestly. We got the National Democratic National Convention. And um, I tried to watch as much as I could. I can't watch it. I can't. I can't. I just have to... Uh, I watch it for a little bit and then I have to shut it off and then uh, just go get highlights because I can't, I can't take it. I can't take it. And uh, some of the reasons I can't are um, just because I can't deal with the out and out lying. I, I just want to scream at something and I just, you know, somehow can't seem to, uh, to uh, get people to understand that I'm just that angry. So um, or that it's just that big of bullshit. And the first one that struck me, I mean, there's many, there's many. The first one I'm going to talk about is I cannot believe they drug him out, but they drag out Cuomo to talk about Corona. I don't know how you do this. I, I really don't. The man who did the absolute worst job of anyone in the world Worst job of anyone in the world that killed. I guess they updated the numbers now. They're saying 11,000. I don't even believe that. I think it's higher than that. Uh, the man who tried to hide um, how many people he killed with his uh, nursing home policy. Because um, then he started counting, not counting them the right way. Uh, basically, if you were sick and you were dying and you went to the hospital like right before you died, then you're not a nursing home death. Um, so that way it would hide some of it. But the newest estimate is 11,000 uh, nursing home deaths, 11,000 uh, out of New York. That's just New York. So, uh, yeah, so uh, here he is uh, with his bullshit, and uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy this. The 170 New Yorkers were ground zero for the COVID virus and have gone from one of the highest infection rates on the globe to one of the lowest. We climbed the impossible mountain and right now we are on the other side. We did it with the kindness and assistance of so many. New Yorkers want to thank everyone who came to our aid. 30,000 Americans who volunteered to come here to help in our hour of need. Your love gave us the strength to carry on. We went through hell, but we've learned much. We know that our problems go beyond the COVID virus. COVID is the symptom, not the illness. Our nation is in crisis. And in many ways, COVID is just a metaphor. A virus attacks when the body is weak and when it cannot defend itself. Over these past few years, America's body politic has been weakened. The divisions have been growing deeper. The anti-Semitism, the anti- so anyway, you get it. Yeah. Uh, apparently COVID is just the metaphor. It's just the metaphor. And then later on, he said that his response to it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. They did it right. Everybody else did it wrong. Uh, it's hard to listen to him. I mean, he kind of sounds like an alien or something. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, then he goes on to say, you know, everything is uh, wrong and Corona is the least of it, which is what most people knew anyway. Um, and you know, of course, Trump is uh, evil, of course. I mean, if you haven't watched it, which I'm sure you haven't watched the uh, national convention, which, by the way, if you haven't, you're not missing a damn thing except for 
uh, it's like a really, really bad uh, infomercial at night that just will not stop. You know, I'm sure you've had the wrong channel on back when people watch channels because I don't anymore. Uh, but back when people watch things like that, you know, it come on in the middle of the night and you wake up and it's like, oh, my God. Oh, what is on? Oh, I got to shut it off. Uh, that's sort of what it is. Just with a lot of people yelling about, um, you know, orange man bad. And that's all they have. I mean, literally, I saw nothing. I did not see an actual example of anyone giving any kind of of answer for anything at all it was absolutely nothing but just an infomercial about how they think donald trump's bad um and it gets worse uh, i have some more of it for you here next up is uh they drug bill clinton back from the dead apparently because i mean he looks like seriously one foot in the grave the other on a banana peel i'm not sure if it's the epstein epstein stuff coming back to bite him which I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, apparently, the v pictures were released today of him getting massages from one of the uh, accusers of Epstein. Um, and maybe that's what's really starting to wear him down. Uh, but yeah, he looked like death. He uh, sounded like death. And his comments were absolutely, absolutely um, amazing. And uh, see what you think of this. Most population. 25% of the world's COVID cases. Our unemployment rate is more than twice as high as South Korea's, two and a half times the United Kingdom's, more than three times Japan's. Now, I just have to break in there real quick. I'll play more of it in a minute. Um, yes, we have more cases uh, because we test more people, asshole, uh, than all those other places. And um, our actual unemployment numbers, I mean, in the amount of people, Again, much, much higher population. This is what I was talking about the other day. They do this with the, uh, the fucking numbers, and it drives me insane. Okay, so I'm going to look it up here real quick while I'm talking. Uh, so let's, let's just, you know, research on the fly here. Just for example, um, let's take South Korea. South Korea, and we're going to look at the population population 51.64 million um that's california by the way if anybody's you know checking it out anybody wants to look at the numbers i mean that's basically it's basically like uh texas and california so you see what they do is like oh well there's more unemployed people in america yeah we have 340 almost 340 million people not 58 okay so actual numbers yes percentage no uh, so it, it, he goes on and we'll check it out now, but this is the kind of shit that, you know, people need to understand when you hear this and they say, Oh, we have so many more cases than, in, uh, than, you know, UK. Well, we have over twice as many people as they do. And we do more testing than anywhere else on the planet. So guess who's going to have more cases? We do. Well, that's pretty easy to figure out, but you're not going to mention that, are you? No, not at all. It's just the lying. The lying makes me f just lose my mind. This is actually the point that I found very interesting. Check this out. I'll translate it into normal speech for you. He'll work to make sure that your paycheck reflects your contribution to and your stake in a growing economy. So what's that mean? What's that mean? Your paycheck's going to reflect your investment into things. Well, 
let me take political bullshit and translate it into, you know, normal speech, you know, normal English, which is what you and I speak. Uh, basically, he's saying, hey, we're going to take most of your paycheck and we're going to invest it into socialism, which is what socialist countries do. They take 90% of your paycheck. They give you a few pennies and say, well, we'll provide the food and the house and stuff. And look, you're contributing to all these businesses. You're now a shareholder in all these businesses. The problem is the government owns the business, but they take all your money and say you're a shareholder. Well, do you see any dividends from it? No. <laughs> of course not. All you're doing is paying the government. So when I hear bullshit like that, and which is straight up communist socialist rhetoric, it makes me insane. It makes me want to strangle somebody. You know, at least be honest. Bernie's honest. We're going to listen to Bernie here in a little bit. At least he's honest. I mean, he's crazy as hell and he's an old school communist, but at least he's honest and just comes right out and says it. Those people, I don't like them, but at least I can deal with them because they're not trying to hide it. You know, uh, we're going to listen to Bernie and AOC here in a little bit and listen to how they, you know, they just come out and say it. Uh, AOC, not as much. She just likes the talking points. But this is the kind of shit that has been buried underneath things for years with people like Clinton. You know, oh, your paycheck will reflect your contribution to bettering this and that. No, in other words, we're going to take a shit ton of your pay and tell you that's your that's your piece. That's what you owe us. See, it's the exact opposite of what happens in America. What should happen in America and what should have been changed a long damn time ago. So, uh, I know everybody else have been playing the clip where he says, you know, the Oval Office. Uh, he literally makes the comment the Oval Office should be uh, like sacred or the command center instead of uh, somewhere else. So, I mean, I guess... Uh, maybe he felt like it was a command center while he was getting blown in the Oval Office. But uh, coming from Bill Clinton, uh, that one was, I think everybody just wanted it for comedy relief. That's not what struck me, although it was funny. And I'm like, yeah, uh -huh, I'm sure when Monica was blowing you in the Oval Office, you're like, yeah, this is the command center. Um, but that is just, you know, that's too, that's low hanging fruit. When I hear shit like that, when you're talking about, oh, well, we'll make sure your paycheck reflects your contribution. That means your taxes are going through the damn roof and you can be guaranteed that most of your paycheck is going to go to the government to invest in these new uh, better world, which only means they're taking your money. You're not going to see shit. So that's that's the uh, the whole deal with that. So, uh, yeah, um, AOC only got a minute, which uh, I find uh, hilarious, but, uh, everybody went on about, uh, her, uh, not endorsing Biden. Um, everybody's like, Oh, did you see that? She, uh, went all nuts and, uh, endorsed Bernie. But the difference is every year, the number two person, whoever's second place or all that, uh, somebody puts their vote in, you know, it's a traditional thing. She really wasn't just, you know, being an ass and snubbing Biden. It's a typical thing that happens. It's nothing weird. It's just funny that uh, AOC got to do it. Little Sandy uh, got to uh, have her literal one minute. And uh, since it's only a minute, I guess we can set through it and then uh, talk about it. So uh, here she goes. Bienvenidos and thank you to everyone here today endeavoring towards a better, more just future. 
for our country and our world. In fidelity and gratitude to a mass people's movement working to establish 21st century social, economic, and human rights, including guaranteed health care, higher education, living wages, and labor rights for all people in the United States. A movement striving to recognize and repair the wounds of racial injustice, colonization, misogyny, and homophobia, and to propose and build reimagined systems of immigration and foreign policy that turn away from the violence and xenophobia of our past. Okay, so I couldn't make it the whole minute. Um, uh, pretty much the uh, the socialist uh, social justice warrior manifesto. Um, I do give her credit; she was able to fit it all in uh, to just sixty seconds. Just sixty seconds, uh, or was it ninety? I think it was a minute and a half, maybe. Uh, it's way too long. Um, I, just because it makes me nauseous. Um, and I've talked about all this stuff before. Uh, anytime somebody wants to reimagine something, run. Uh, we want to reimagine um, our home. Um, that usually means something's getting torn down. We'd like to reimagine this. So, uh, yeah, she would like to reimagine. She wants to fix misogyny, uh, racial injustice, income inequality, and, of course, the climate, and every other damn thing that they can possibly come up with. Uh, little Sandy is on top of it. Um, by the way, if people don't know, uh, she was known as Sandy Cortez before she became um, a uh, congressperson. So I just get a kick out of it. Um, it's kind of funny. Uh, and plus, she's younger than I, so I can call her Little Sandy. So that's just hilarious. And I'm not that old, but um, it is quite hilarious. And so then she goes on to say she seconds the uh, nomination of uh, Bernie Sanders from vermont uh real quick the next one i'm gonna play is bernie and there's a couple uh points on bernie there um but what is crazy i mean first of all they're trying to hide uh aoc that's why they only gave her a minute they're like yeah she keeps talking everybody's gonna figure out the jig is up you know that's why they get people like obama and clinton to come out because they're a lot better they're better at you know bullshit like what i just played a minute ago that the, you know political bullshit speak instead of you know actual english uh something like aoc is not good at it she just comes out and says well the earth's flat and catching on fire and we need to kill people because the, they're um hurting other people yeah you know and people are like what the hell i mean she's nuts uh so they keep her hid that's why she got a minute and they're like yeah write everything you can in a minute and then you're out um but uh bernie is the same way but apparently now Bernie commands the uh, the DNC, which everybody kind of knew. Um, but yeah, I mean, he really laid it out that, um, you know, you may think you may think you're voting for Joe, but uh, that's not who you're getting, by the way. And uh, he made it uh, very clear that that's not who you're getting. And uh, we're definitely going to check out some of that. And here we go with some Bernie. Worst economic collapse since the Great Depression. We are confronting systemic racism and the enormous threat to our planet of climate change. And in the midst of all of this, we have a president who is not only incapable of addressing these crises, but is leading us down the path of authoritarianism. 
Okay, I have to stop it for a second. So, I mean, he hits all of his bullet points right off. Uh, systemic racism, uh, not a thing, but, uh, you know, they have to have boogeymen. This is one thing about all uh, communists and socialists. They have to have some boogeyman to go after. That's the only way they can keep people scared and charged to keep buying into this bullshit. And that went on f- for the last 200 years since the uh, rise of communism and socialism. They always have that outer force that they're fighting uh, you know that's Kim Jong-un used the United States they're always you know going to be attacked they're right on the verge of war they're getting ready to be attacked Americans are at their door getting ready to kill them that's what they do that's the only way they can keep power and control so you know of course you've got to have those boogeymen well I mean apparently he's going way out there because he needs lots of them so right now the biggest one is orange man orange man bad you gotta fight that that's the first big one systemic racism of course gotta fight that uh of course climate change i mean you gotta nail on that and now the virus i mean he hits all the bullet points right off the top and finishes it up with bashing donald trump the really funny part that i found about it was the fact that he's standing in front of a wall of chopped down firewood which is just the irony of that makes me want to piss my pants laughing he's got an american flag on one side the vermont flag on the other and in between is an entire wall of chopped up firewood for winter while he's telling us about (laughs) taking care of climate change and i mean the hypocrisy is i mean just on full display I mean, he hates America, the Bernie bros, I mean, BLM, Antifa, these are all Bernie's people. You know, they're burning, you know, crosses, Bibles, uh, they hate the U.S., they're burning the flag, they want to tear down the United States, AOC's his little protege, is talking about destroying the system, he's standing in front of American flag, talking about, oh, you know, fighting for uh, our lives, and it's hard to do. Uh, and how Donald Trump's an authoritarian. He's bringing authoritarianism in. Irony again, if there was, if he was an authoritarian, there would be troops in the streets, tanks rolling. I mean, Seattle and Portland would already have been leveled. Okay. There is no question if there was an authoritative bone in Donald Trump's body, Portland and Seattle would be leveled. There would be nothing but large internment camps that used to be portland and seattle i just want to make that point because i'm sick of hearing it i'm tired of hearing it. it's stupid it's ridiculous it's just lies and i'm sick of hearing it. it's just stupidity um it's uh, there's nothing else to say it's stupid they know it's stupid but you know of course they've got a election to uh win of course or try to so uh here we go with more bernie talking about uh you know how he runs the Democrat Party now. So now for a better term, he's just talking to uh, BLM and Antifa that he's been working for. Here he goes. For your trust, your support, and the love you showed Jane, me, and our family. Together, we have moved this country in a bold new direction, showing that all of us, black and white, Latino, Native American, Asian American, gay and straight, native born and immigrant, yearn for a nation based on the principles of justice, love, and compassion. Our campaign ended several months ago, but our movement continues and is getting stronger every day. 
Oh, that Many I agree of with. the ideas we fought for that just a few years ago were considered radical are now mainstream. Yes, uh, I agree with that, too. Uh, they are getting stronger. In fact, they're loving people to death all over the country. I mean, you can see it. Antifa and BLM beating people, uh, burning down, looting, killing cops. Uh, you know, just uh, was over the weekend. They almost killed a guy uh, for defending a trans woman from BLM. I thought that's all they cared about were trans people. What the hell was that all about? I have no clue. But uh, yeah, I mean, other than they're just, you know, a dumpster fire of human trash. I mean, other than that, I have no idea. Uh, I thought that's all they cared about. But yeah, so uh, and he just went ahead and said, see, this is why they don't let Bernie talk too much either, because, you know, he just comes out and says all the radical stuff that you guys thought I was crazy for. Well, now it's mainstream because I now run the party. I mean, it's mine. So, you know, he comes right out and says it. And there's more. There's more. Uh, we'll get to more of it here. Let us be clear. If Donald Trump is reelected, all the progress we have made will be in jeopardy. At its most basic, this election is about preserving our democracy. During this president's term, the unthinkable has become normal. He has tried to prevent people from voting undermined the U.S. Postal Service, deployed the military and federal agents against peaceful protesters, threatened to delay the election, and suggested that he will not leave office if he loses. This is not normal, and we must never treat it like it is. Under this administration, authoritarianism has taken root in our country. I and my family and many of yours know the insidious way authoritarianism destroys democracy, decency, and humanity. Okay, so uh, let's uh, see if we can hit all those bullet points really quick. Um, uh, first of all, he threw out the thing about the post office again, which uh, is absolute. <laughs> I mean, that is a trolley, a troll. Uh, act if I've ever seen it that's the one of the best that I've seen Trump do is throw out something about the uh, postal service so I mean the last week this is what's funny and I find it hilarious he says something knowing that instead of them dealing with you know trying to talk about an actual issue which they have none to talk about all it's going to happen is every one of their publications and everybody at this convention is going to talk about the postal service well, that's exactly what happened. And it's funny, you know, because he said, well, you know, they wanted some extra money. And I said, um, you know, we don't really have it. And I guess if they don't have the extra money, they can't do the mail-in ballots. And these people went nuts, dude. And they started, like, just just losing their mind. And it's funny because a lot of people, you know, I guess don't get his humor. A lot of people do. And that's why, you know, over half the country just sets and laughs at him. And, of course, it makes them crazy. So uh goes on. I think I counted somewhere around eight or ten times. He repeats democracy, democracy, democracy all through his speech. Um, we don't live. And I want to scream at all these people because every one of them used it at, in some point of their little talk there, you know, whether it was a minute or five minutes or whatever. I'll talk about preserving our democracy. Can I say it loud enough and long enough? And please put me at the Democratic Convention so I can educate some people, even though they're already in the government. Apparently, they didn't take civics class. Again, we don't live in a democracy. 
We do not have a democracy. Can I get that through any, I mean, do I need a hammer to pound it into people's heads? We do not live in a democracy. We democratically elect our officials. We live in a representative republic. The big difference is we, our system is set up to actually protect the minority from the majority. That is the genius of the American system. That's why it is different from all other systems on the face of the earth. And that is the reason it has lasted this long and the reason it needs to continue because the majority do not get to run over top of the minority because we are not a democracy. I cannot scream it enough times. I get sick of hearing it. It makes me want to throw up. We don't live in a democracy. The majority does not get to push around the minority. I know that's what you want. But that's not what it happens. That's not the way. Our system is designed that everyone gets representative, at least in theory. I know it doesn't always work perfectly because there is no system that is perfect, but it is the best one that has ever been designed. It was designed for a reason. Again, with the authoritarian shit. Again, he has to hit it again. Authoritarian. Authoritarian, authoritarian. Well, there isn't one. I know Bernie loves authoritarians because he's traveled to all the authoritarian hellhole hotspots and praises all of them because he loves Venezuela. He loves Cuba. He loves the Soviet Union. He loves bread lines. He thinks it's great to watch people stand in line for food because in his words, well, you know, in some countries, the rich people get all the food and nobody else gets any food because of the billionaires. I mean, Jesus Christ. Ah, if this man was on a street corner, they would take him to the asylum. Unfortunately, he's in the Senate, so everybody just, you know, lets him go on. I don't know. That's how broken our system really is at the moment, and we, the people, can fix it. So, moving on to the other bullet point he had. During this administration, things have not been normal. Well, no shit, Bernie, because the people who support you decided to fucking take to the streets Become the new KKK, beat people, riot, loot, and burn everything in the name of racial justice and fighting systemic racism, which doesn't exist in this country. So, yeah, you could say things have been a little different this time, just a wee bit. What else did we have? We had the prior administration use the power of government and agencies to spy on and try to commit a coup against a new president so yeah things have been a tidbit different the only problem is you won't tell everybody how different they have been because well you know it was your side who did it so you don't really want to let everybody else in on the little jokey joke so you know you might uh you might find a problem there um and yeah he keeps talking about how his ideas his ideas he gets the longest he gets one of the longest speech i think the only person that spoke longer than him was uh, Michelle Obama, which I can't stand. Oh, my God. Um, and maybe on Tuesday's episode, I'll probably go through a lot more of that because I have a lot more time and we'll go through more and more of these. Um, and we'll probably do that Tuesday. Uh, let's just say that apparently Michelle Obama, who was first lady for eight years, her husband was elected uh, for two terms, uh, still thinks the country is a horrible place right now and is still a victim. I mean, never mind the fact she's sitting in her multi-million dollar mansion, sitting on Martha's Vineyard. She's a victim. Her and Oprah. I mean, geez, how do these people make it? LeBron. I don't even know how they get through their day. 
I mean, I know all of us down here, you know, us struggling people who are desperately poor or at least close to it. I wouldn't say I'm desperately poor. That's, that's not true. Um, but I'm not exactly setting the world on fire. I mean, I'm, I'm on the bottom end of this rung trying to fight my way to the top. I can honestly tell you that if all it took was somebody calling me a name or people, you know, maybe pulling me over a little more often, I think I can deal with it for uh, millions and billions of dollars. How about you? Maybe you should uh, write, you know, hit us up on Facebook. Let us know what you would be willing to deal with to be a multi-billionaire and live in the lap of luxury. Um, And then you can still be oppressed, you know, apparently. You can still be highly oppressed, so you won't have a problem there. I mean, you can still bitch about it and tell everybody else. You can tell all the poor people how they're evil and are oppressing you while you sit in your multi-million dollar mansion. Although most of us won't listen because we just don't care. Uh, we're tired of hearing the whining. Um, absolutely tired of hearing the whining. Uh, what were some of the other um, notable things? Um, uh, they drug out Colin Pyle, which, you know, of course, that's no surprise. I mean, uh, he probably is still a little sore because of course, you know, Trump, uh, basically said, well, you know, it's your fault that, you know, these wars went, went on in the middle East that probably didn't have to, we could have, we could have just destroyed Al Qaeda and we didn't have to go into years and years of war in Iraq looking for weapons that weren't there. And, um, we didn't have to, uh, spend trillions of dollars and, you know, the neocons that just wanted to fight their way through, you know, the Middle East. There were a few more that we're going to work on for the next one. Uh, John Kerry was an interesting one. Uh, I'll play the clip on Tuesday, but uh, basically John Kerry did what he always did. Uh, he comes in and talks about the military, which he's always talked absolute garbage about and trashed and said they were horrible and evil and now says that he's standing up for them, which is just the b- most bizarre, hypocritical thing I've ever seen in my life. We were talking about a man that's been trashing the military since he was in the military in Vietnam and he's done nothing but trash it ever since and did his best to try to uh, destroy it uh, and then now he's suddenly the the white knight for the U.S. military I wonder how the U.S. military feels about him I'm sure anybody knows him wants him to shut the fuck up uh, pretty sure of that one um, and of course uh, talking about how the Middle East is going to hell even though uh, apparently there's major major peace going on in the Middle East everybody's signing peace agreements and normalizing relations with um, Israel which you know of course that's why all these people are going absolutely nuts because well they couldn't do it Uh, even as Obama and John Kerry went and bribed the uh, Iranians and helped them wanted to help them build nuclear weapons and actually John Kerry got in trouble for uh, going and negotiating with them unofficially um, so I wonder what that was about John hmm, why the long face John <laughs> sorry uh, anyway uh, I guess that'll do it for this quick one I just had to rant about some of these people right now um, but uh, yeah that's what you get it's a terrible uh, terrible terrible um horrible watch you just can't i'm telling you you won't make it through it um there was very little i could i've been watching you know highlights and stuff today going oh my god so uh and then of course tuesday i'll have the uh the creme de la creme we'll go back and hit like michelle obama maybe some of 
John Kerry's bullshit. And of course, we'll have uh, Barack Obama. He's speaking. Uh, of course, we'll have that. And of course, Joe's because they said Joe's going to do it live. They say he's going to do a live like 30 minute, 25, 30 minute speech. I am sure it will be more entertainment filled than you can handle. I know I'm excited. I hope you are too. Well, until then, I mean, listener, it looks like more and more and more people are listening, which is great. Always exciting. Uh, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Um, yeah, leave a message or, and always rate and review anywhere you listen, anywhere you listen, rate and review it. Five stars helps a ton and just gets more people listening. So maybe more people can, uh, you know, get educated a little. Um, and maybe, uh, I can help do more translating uh, political bullshit speech into, you know, our regular English, because that always helps. But until Tuesday, it's no agenda, just 